Okay, so it's like what I what I think about the one the men who had to cross dress. Yeah, the identity and masculinity. Um, how I feel about that's like a Tyler Perry question. I feel like Tyler Perry embodies all of what you're saying, and people give Tyler Perry flat for that. I don't think Martin. I don't think Jamie Foxx. To us, at least, get they don't get that type of flack because we see them. They identify. We identify with them based on certain things that they've done. Like we we've seen them with women. <clears throat> we've seen them do some things or show interest in things that we relate to. And I think that goes into how like identity and how we define man manhood in a sense. So like Tyler Perry, for instance, we don't, it, it's a question mark because we just don't know. And it's cool. Like, and I feel like if guys would knew, know that, okay, this is a brother he's interested in, he's interested in uh, men, it would be cool. But the fact that we don't know, it's like we don't know where you stand. And I don't even know why it's so important to it. And I feel like that's the key. That's what's like the gray area. Like, why is it's it like, so important to like, us? It's like, yeah, why is it so important to us that this man is like... If he, if he, he gay or not, like, why, why, why is it so important? Should, like, that's a should, great question. I don't why know. Why should he tell us? Like, why should, why we, should we care? Like, right, why should who we you care? Sleep, like, who you sleep Who you like? Who you want to be friends with? What does it feel like? Oh, that man ain't telling me. Like, I just felt like he was coming at me. Yeah. Like, different. So, like, I feel like that's why... And people want to know up front, but yeah. the question is why? Like, like, why do we care? Why do we care? Like, why should we care? I mean, honestly, I, I, that's a question I don't really know. We can try to figure out an answer to that now. Like, why do we care? I mean, I, and I feel like we're we we come in like a weird generation now. I feel like it's different from our point of view now because of what like. I guess our career path yeah, and what so, we've been exposed right. to. So, so you live in DC like, too. DC, like, like we went to school to study this stuff, to like, study yeah. you know, non-verbal, study all these things. So, my perspective is maybe different than somebody who may be on the outside of the psychology. Put it this way: your perspective now is different from when I was when you was at the crib. When I was yeah, when I was home. Because growing up, like. The whole idea of being gay was like, what? My nigga, you gay? Yeah, like, over there. Like, you over there. And now, I guess, with our training and our just exposure to it, it's like, all right, you gay. That, that don't move me no way. Like, all right, you do you. I can still hold a conversation with you and... That's not. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. If that's how you feel. That's that's the life you want. And that's nothing that I'm gonna pick on you about. I, um, hey, as long as you happy. But going back to your question, you asked a good question. Like, why? Well, why is it so important? I feel like. I didn't like you said before. I don't know if that's right. No, like, it's, you said that we're now really just kind of accepting it. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's like we we've been conditioned over these years to like. It's, it's like you said, like when I was back in my hometown, you somebody say they were gay. Oh, nah, you over there. So it's like mm-hmm. it's gonna take some time for us to get out of this old, old, why like type of situation. Oh yeah, why well, I, I feel like the younger generation, like they don't care. The generation after us, they, they, I don't feel. I, I work with a lot of kids, and I feel like they just don't care. It's still a group of kids oh, yeah, that really be on it. But it's like, all right, I mean, it's, he it's like more, that, she like that. It's, it's acceptable. With us, it was still new. I mean, that's just like, 
Um, my parents, grandparents. Oh yeah, our parents probably not even really right. It's stuff. It's stuff that that like, we accept the comfortable with that drug they, use. Right, like they definitely not comfortable with us doing yeah. things like that. So and then too, it ties into subconsciously. I feel like it ties into another discussion we had. You know, how, like sometimes we around the bros and we had a discussion about you know sex, sexual acts. It's like. We assign certain things to gender, whether you male, female, like the whole uh, salad tossing conversation. That's, it's a funny conversation because it happens, and it's like, oh, as a man, am I supposed to like that? Like, if my girl just do that one day, how am I supposed to feel? Real talk, D Wade and um, Gabby Ray Yeah, it's like, okay, how am I supposed to feel? Like, oh. But it was a big, it was a big thing on social media it for was, a good couple of days. Yeah, it was, and it still is. It, like, it's it's still a topic. Is. It's a topic. So and even I think, well, even before that, Kanye and Amber Rose. Yeah. But the, I think that was a little different. It was like, different, but that was, <laughs> it was a little different. But, but this one, I feel like it, it's more like because it's Gabriel and it's and it's and it's the way they're more on a they're on a different level than I would say Kanye. Yeah. And and I, but I feel like their relationship is and they're in a relationship that's like we can see that they really in a relationship. Like their marriage is genuine. It's like we have question marks about Kanye. Exactly. We we really do. And and then too is how we look at D Wade. A lot of people look at D Wade as like that's that's a man. Right, right. That's what a male would look like. It, it, yeah, it's just like that's what a man would look like. And not to say that we look at Kanye and like that's not a man, but we saying I, I don't. It's weird. It's it's weird. It's like Kanye is an artist, he's a rapper, basketball. I guess if you come from an athletic background, you kind of identify with D Wade. Like, okay, that's a baller. Even his attitude that he plays with. It's the meaning. I just feel like I would say it more of Gabby on this on that. It's, it's just more like, Gabby. It's just like yeah. I mean, just Gabby and D Wade. It's like that. That just looks more. It looks real. It looks real. It looks yeah. It true. Looks, it looks true. real. So it's real. Like, like Amber and Kanye. That was kind of rocky. It was, oh, it, it kind of looks, looks like it, it was orchestrated it was, for social purposes and advancement. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, was just, it was just drama. And it's, it it seems like a, a real marriage. Yeah. And it's like, we've seen D-Wade and Gabby over the years. We've seen them as individuals. Go, right. Go through, I mean, just, just individuals, but, and also, like, just different things. It's like, oh, yeah. it's development of their relationship. It's just like, so over the years, you just, you just see things like, like with the, like, and the kids, it's like with the kids situation. Oh yeah, yeah, they did have like a little kid. You see how like the development and growth. And the crazy part about it is, it's like it, we identify with that because we've been in similar situations. Maybe not having a kid outside of a relationship, but or we've seen somebody that we made closer to have like a little similar situation. Yeah. Or, or two, oh, we got a brother or sister right. that's right. so it's that's like, outside of the crib. Right. It may not. Be. Like, of course, want to have that much money, like, yeah, but it's just like, but see, like it's, yeah, it's different, and and, and, and it's a whole thing right now. You can, you can kind of understand. And you you saying that even made me think about how like now more I think in this time more than ever it's an identity crisis. Like, and I, I don't and I'm, I'm I want to see I don't know how I can frame this, but 
I think it's an identity crisis because even when we bring up, up bring about Kanye, you look at rap and hip hop culture. It it was like hardcore gangster rap. But Kanye came in, he was a backpack rapper, he didn't sell drugs. It was like I'm just good at this. Now we look at Drake and it's like Drake really telling you how he feeling. He like, hey, I be crushing on these women. And it's okay and people accept it. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know, they pick on Drake, but Drake stayed winning. So I like Drake. Oh, but hey, I really like hardcore rap. I like me. Oh, well, still, I like the 90s. And I'm like, in 90s rap culture, I like Jada Kiss. I like, you know, the locks. So I don't know. It's, it's weird because we growing up as, we growing up in a hip-hop culture. And I don't even think we realize that. And hip-hop culture has been traditionally homophobic. Has been traditionally, like, I get sculpted to be hardcore and gangster. And it's tied to how even we, we in college, we college students when we was an undergrad, right? And all the girls was liking smart thugs, quote unquote. So as much as we was nerds in high school, we tried, like, smart as hell. Oh, we want to show we come from like a rough background. So we talk about that shit more than talking about how we really studied for this exam. We we studied in school. We did well on projects. Things of that nature. We don't even talk about it. I guess a lot of good stuff that we've done, we don't even talk about because we want to align with this identity and these stereotypical norms of how black males are identified in society. Because it's really more something. And I'm not blaming women. I'm I'm just saying it's a narrative that's been created over the years that we try to align with so that we can call ourselves men. Shoot, now everybody on the internet. Yo, most de- but the internet really messed up identity because you can get on the internet, you can get on Instagram, Twitter, anybody you want, and you can be whoever you want to be. You can be anybody. And that really, and that kind of messed up the game when it came to just who you really are. Yeah, definitely. That messed up the game and, and a lot of males finding themselves. Because if you think about it, bro, at a basic level, if you grow up without a positive male role model, you grow up without a father in the home, it's really hard to find yourself. Or even gauge, like, this is who I am. Because a lot of times, your mom trying to raise you, she's trying to tell you what to do. And I can speak from personal experience, like, I wasn't raised in the same house as my dad. I had a stepdad at a certain point. Yeah, I knew that was <laughs> Like, I had a stepdad at a certain point, but to a degree, like, I knew that was my stepfather. Like, that wasn't my father. And he treated me like, not say he treated me bad, but he treated me like, that you my stepson. Like, you're not my son. So, like, when it came to, like, Finding myself, I knew I didn't really want to be like him. He was cool, don't get me wrong, but that's not a a, a gauge for me. That's not somebody that I want that I can look up like to. A mentor, yeah, that's somebody. Yeah. So how I find myself, bro? I learned so much from movies. I tell a lot of people like the bad boy raising. I grew up, I wanted to be just like Diddy, which is crazy. Like it probably makes sense now knowing me. Like, I want to be just like Diddy. Like, I wanted to be fresh, wanted to be cool, wanted to be cool with the ladies, and just be well off. So I ran with that narrative. For many years, I didn't even really find out what I really liked. Like, I was low-key a nerd in school. I was smart as on the what. 
I did make good grades and made good grades more than a lot of my friends. And at some points, I didn't even have to try in school to do well. And I didn't highlight those things. I tried to align myself with other people that I thought were cool. And my behavior, I aligned it with guys who were quote unquote cool. Even though, like, bro, I was gonna do my work. <laughs> my mama don't play that. Like, I'm gonna do my work. I gotta have my homework done. She might not be able to help me, but my shit better be done. Be done. So I don't. That shit we don't talk about in school. But as far as identity, I feel like media. I, I chose my identity for media, movies, and social, and it plays a bigger part now. Yeah, you can be anybody. Yeah, it's like it's so much like filters, like it's so like all these things that you can just change, like do it for the grand, right? Like look so different than you really are in person. Yeah, yeah, and it's so bad now. And I feel like we got a lot of different people since the fact that we had like you know the whole mass incarceration thing, right? We had a lot of fathers going to jail for crazy crimes, crazy years. To add on to that, the raising process and the mentality or perception that women gain of black men from the 90s to now, it, it's, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, it's, 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 if you, like, okay, me backtrack. In class, right, a lot of the times I'm the only male in the classroom. So it's not to say that I have a lot of privilege. Remember, I said privilege. Right. So, when when my classmates give examples of a bad situation or the cases that they have in the school system, it's always men. It's always young men. It's always little black boys. Always. Everything negative that's said about a problem in school is always associated with a black male or a male of color. It can be Latino or whoever. Like, I very rarely see... You know, them choose case studies with little girls. Now, I'm in the schools, too. I see little girls that be bad as shit. Just like the boys. Yeah. But they get away with maybe, murder. Maybe worse. Maybe, maybe even worse. Maybe. But they get away with murder. Like, I done seen stuff that's been terrible. I'm like, sheesh. And then the, and the female teacher, with, if you look at the demographics of teachers, as far as gender, a female teacher is able to communicate with a little girl differently from a little boy. Yeah. It's almost like that mother's complex thing. But to keep to keep my point, what I'm trying to say is the the narrative of black males have has been consistently negative since the nineties. We dealing with the shit that our fathers, our uncles, and all of them failed to do. We dealing with David State. We actually paying for David State now. Them not stepping up being proper role models, them really not being OGs. And you ain't gotta be no like thug to be an OG. Like you just old and you you giving me game. Like you telling me how you know stuff supposed to go. All right, here's me to how how life is. Yeah, a lot, bro. A lot of my friends, a lot of people that I know, they didn't have nobody to tell them like, oh well, you shouldn't do this. I even give you one better. My dad was telling me one time. He was like, I ain't had nobody to tell me to use condoms. I ain't had nobody to tell me to. You shouldn't go across town and mess with this one and come back around this side and mess with that one. That's what everybody was doing. 
So if you grow up and you ain't got no older male checking you, it's like, well, shit, I can do what I want to do. I ain't about to listen to my mama. Because it's like, all right, well, I mean, you, you just don't want me to do nothing anyway. And I ain't got no cousin to look up to. And if I do, they sell dope. They doing stuff they ain't got no business doing because they ain't got no guidance either. So if you look at it, it's, it's more complex than just simply saying black men are the problem. These little boys are out of control. People don't look at the root. And they don't try to look at where it started from. So we basically paying for shit that we had no control over. Then the old, old heads look at us now like, oh, y'all, wow. But y'all don't be doing this, y'all don't be doing that. Man, you won't dare. You won't dare to tell us what to do. But that's some real shit. Like, you really paying for that. Look look at your uncles and them. Like, I, I, I can't speak for you, but I know, like, I look at my uncle. I'm like, bro, you ain't try to go to college? The uncles I was exposed to, like, all I did was drink. Like, I saw y'all drink. I saw y'all party. Like, I saw y'all play cards. I saw all the negative shit y'all did. And some of that is the reason why I don't do some of those things now. But you never showed me what to do. I can say that for some of them. Yeah, for some of them. It's always those one or two that, that did right. We ain't had time to pay attention to them because, shit, we got so many other motherfuckers that ain't doing right. It's like, I ain't about to pay attention to you. They stay too far. They stay too far. You don't see them like during holidays or like special occasions. But then we don't even hear from them. But then we just sit here right here and the other uncle, they down the street, right? Boy. But I tell I tell anybody, if it wasn't for my. Aunt Shanetta and Uncle Vince. Like, I think I was like eight, nine years old. They uh, they took me to Miami, like Disney or no Orlando, to Disney World. Like they were the first people that. Woo. <laughs> they were the first people that took me out state. They were the first people that made me want to move to Florida. They showed me something. And we, my mom and daddy had to get up the money and pay for it, and I, I appreciate that to this day. Because leaving North Carolina showed me, like, bro, you don't got to stay in North Carolina. It's stuff way, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on outside of Oak City. And you can experience this, bro. You ain't got to be stuck. Now, I never told them that. I probably need to tell them that before, <laughs> you know, it's too late. But real real talk, like, it, that's, that really made me see the world and really and that was a marriage if, if I think about it that was the first marriage I really saw growing up at 8, 9 years old I mean what was married my mom and daddy weren't together so I don't, I'm just thinking like, oh you can have babies by people but you ain't got to be with them my aunt Chanel and Uncle Vince like they were married they had a house together they had a son they had a life I'm like oh okay so this is how I supposed to look it was that simple. So because they showed me Florida, yeah, I went to school. I applied for a job in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like because I went to college, and even going to college, like I learned some of the most 
meaningful stuff from women. I ain't even friends. So I, I ain't gonna lie, I value women. Like, I'm hard on them because I was raised around women and I don't mind calling them out on their bullshit. But I learned the most stuff from women because those were the people that was moving while I was in high school. So when I was in college, like I met friends, I met people who lived in different places. So I came to DC on spring break. One of my homegirls, shout out to Charmaine. She showed me South Beach. No, I don't think she lived in South. She maybe she lived in South. I forgot what side she lived on, but she definitely showed me DC. She was like, "Oh, this is this a different world. I can do this." So having those examples, a lot of men who want to do right, they gotta go and find those examples. Like it's just not as easy, and especially if you're a heterosexual male. And I'm I'm, I'm throwing gender in there because it's it's almost like you got so many stripes against you. If you a heterosexual male who looks like the stereotype, you ain't gotta be like that. Like if you got dreads, oh my god, you a thug, you got a gun, you smoke weed, you ain't about shit. Like, and I just had that conversation with my coworker because he had he got dreads. So like he said over here, like yeah, like but he's like on his stuff, so he's like. When you talk to him, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he will come correct. He will come be about his business. Mm-hmm. So like, he ain't about that. That's great. And the, right, but, but still, they gotta talk to him first. And that's the it's gonna be a so lot of people that look at us. And front. I ain't fucking with him. Well, we can go on a lot of job interviews. Oh no, off gate they not gonna be. Oh open. shoot, you ain't even got to tag them. Walk through the door, they gonna get your name. Yo, oh, yeah. If you got a crazy got name, name they're like, oh, foul. Right, and then and that, too, and that's crazy. And it's probably a whole different conversation. I didn't bring that up, but that is real. Our first appearance is like we got, and I feel like it's a reverse too. Because I, I like to say, I like to compare it to the struggle of women. Women had it bad early, like years ago. Not to say that they still don't have it bad, because a lot of struggles that they still do have, but they had it bad. I mean, terrible. Especially in the civil rights area when they were trying to like pass voting rights and just overall rights in general. Even the start of the feminist movement, I understand the reason for that. But like now, I feel like black heterosexual males are dealing with some of the same struggles, but it's not even accepted for us to even talk about it. Like, and I don't tell people all the time, not for nothing. If in my program oh, now, never, oh, a black man. Growing up was, was like, nah, you don't tell nobody your feelings. Yeah, like, like, like it's a protective it's a, thing. Like, you don't, you don't cry. Like, like every time you get hit, and sometimes you suck it up. Like, suck it up. Be a man. That's be a man. That's and the they equate it with being being a man with not expressing emotions. Every time, be a man. Like, man, don't cry. But bro, we human. Like, Men go through emotional man. cycles just like women. So what is an appropriate way to express that? But it's just like over the years, it's all about who's like who's the teacher. So like who, yeah. who's pretty much teaching you your way. And like, then tell you you crying like a little girl. Teach the teacher. So so that means that his granddad pretty much said, "Be a man, suck it up," and then like it just passes on to like well. And another key saying, well, my granddad, my dad said, my dad my, my yeah, dad yeah. did this to me. They so, did this to me, so, so, I, so I turned out all right. Like, I turned out, so I'm going to do this to you. Yeah. You can turn out all right, too. 
It's a cycle, and then but it takes somebody to break that cycle. I think that that's kind of like what we talking about now. That's every, but that's everything in life, though. Yeah, everything is a cycle. Everything is a cycle. It's all about like, even even the whole purpose of what we talking about is a cycle. Like the whole gender norms thing, it's a cycle, and it's important to note that that's why it's such a big push to be, I guess, gender fluid in a sense. But I feel like it, gender. Gender roles are going to exist regardless. Regardless if we be so gender fluid to say, okay, you can say that you're a man or a woman or male or female, however you want to be identified, but certain characteristics of certain gender roles are going to still be present. Like, I hate when feminine, like, I'm around a lot of feminist women, right? And not to get off topic, but I'm around a lot of feminist women who they believe in equality, they push for equality, and they fight for it, right? But in the same breath, they still want to be treated in a certain way that aligns with gender, the traditional gender norms. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's, sometimes I can't verbalize what I'm trying to say when it comes to that. And I guess it's connected with chivalry. I guess I guess I'm, 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 I don't, I don't really know how to verbalize that. But I feel like when I talk about it with guys, like they they get it. So it's like they still want to be treated in a certain way, but it's like, and it's different from respect. And I want to point that out. It's different from respect. It's different from respect. And it's like those chivalrous things. They still want those, but they still want to be viewed as equal. So they want the the, the gifts that come with being a woman, but they don't want to be viewed. As quote the traditional sense of women, and I, and I get it. You want to be viewed as equal or of having the same ability to do things as men. However, you still want to be treated as a woman. And for me, that's confusing. I'm like, if we on an even playing field, I, I should be able to converse and to do things like I would be doing with a guy. It shouldn't be awkward. It shouldn't be weird. It shouldn't be disrespectful. Because if I would talk to my male counterpart in this manner about this certain thing, and I would treat my male counterpart like this, if we equal, if you pushing for equality, I should be able to treat and talk to you in the same manner. And it not be weird and not be disrespectful. None of that. And it's, it's confusing. And I feel like that, that that's, the, that's the thing that people don't realize. It's like, oh, but I'm a woman. You should still treat me this way. Well, why, why do you feel that way? Because it's based off those gender norms. Yeah, we equal. I, I, can treat, I treat you just like I treat the guy. You one of the guys. Like, it, it was weird to me. Like, you know we from the South, right? It was back that separate, but Separate but equal. It, boy, talk to him. Separate but equal. Separate but equal. So like we're two different people, two different things, but it, like you still like want to be equal when we have different conversations or different topics. But don't forget that I'm a woman. Just like how True. back in the day was like, well, all right, you can have all these books, like we can read together and all these things. But don't forget, I'm a white man. I'm a white woman, and you were a black man. You were a black man. That that's a different perspective of equality. But, but I like that though. And I like that's gonna go over a lot of people's heads. But I feel like even the sense of when you talk about equality, 
that that's basically what it was. Separate but equal. Like we get all right, we get some of the same things. It's like all right, you get some books, I get some books. But my books might be a little different from yours. My books may have like two more pages in it, and your books may have two less pages in it. True, but we got but but we got books. We got books. We got books. So we equal with them. We got books, but don't forget. Don't forget my books are for me. My books are for the white folks and your books are for black folks. That is true. Like you separate because you black and I'm white. That's true. That I I agree with that. So it's just that's just how it's just how it is. And that's an interesting thing, and I feel like we can't talk about it. Like we had a woman here. It would turn into an argument. And I'm like, bro, it's not even like I'm trying to a whole debate. I mean, a debate, a debate is fine as long as it's respectful. It's fine, right? But what I'm saying is, like, it, it would be, it would turn into like, I, for my experience, back and forth. It like would be this. like a territorial thing, or like I'm attacking you. Like, no, I'm trying to fully understand you because I understand my position as a black man who's in a higher level of academia, who is trying to get his PhD, who. Who isn't the stereotype? I'm not the stereotype, bro. I'm really an anomaly. If you think we are anomalies, which is sad to say, if we always the only black male in the room, what? It's like when I walk in a room, I'm gonna tell you what I walk in the room with. I walk in the room with stereotypes, preconceived notions, and myself. So I can't just walk in the room as myself. I walk in the room with all that baggage. Similar to how black women walk into the room. They walk into the room with angry black women, preconceived notions about being black and Jew, and et cetera, et cetera. Our struggles aren't that different, bro. We deal with the same shit. Same shit. Some shit is different with gender, based on gender. Because black women, I guess women in general are expected to do certain things. They're fighting a, a, a different fight on some regard. But as black people, I feel like black men, men, men or black man, black woman, we have the same, we have a very similar fight. I won't say same because that's a sensitive word to use. I, we have a very similar fight. And we can't even see that from having. I guess separate agendas. If we more so just like work together on the cause, we would get way farther. Because look at how I said earlier, and, I, and this is me being fully transparent and honest. If it wasn't for a woman, I wouldn't have been a college grad. I wouldn't have went to college. Even now, like, bro, if it wasn't for a woman, sometimes I wouldn't even know what assignments I got to do during the week. And I show love. Like, I show love to women. And I tell women the truth. Like, I I got homegirls I tell about, I give relationship advice. And I tell them straight out, I'm like, yo, you, you, if you don't change your mindset, you're going to be single. And they, and, and at first they get mad. But the ones that I'm cool with, they be like, I see what you, I see what you're trying to say. Because if you're going to put all of the stereotypes of black men on me, and you're going to equate that to my responses, I'm just going to tell you. The average black man, if you want to have a black relationship, he not going to deal with that. He really not. You trying to fight all these gender roles and norms. The guy that you really say you want, he don't identify with the shit that you are fighting for. 
I'm I'm serious. If you think about it, look at all the women that you went to school with, black women that you went to school with, right? They depict a guy that's not really present. He don't really exist. He they really talking about you. But because you there or you may be in a different situation or whatever, they don't they don't say you. And I'm, this is really honestly how I feel. A lot of the women I talk to on, that's in the same on the same level as me, I feel like they're talking about me, but because they see me, they can't see me. Now follow me what I mean by that. I'm from where we from the same place basically, right? We pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, got to a certain level, got secondary degrees, and really out here doing above and beyond the basic shit, right? But we still identify with the quote-unquote culture. That means we know swag, sir. We know Gucci. <laughs> like, we might not be trap stars, but we know people from the trap. We from the trap. And the man that they say they want, they want somebody who's educated, but they still know, you know, they, they rough around the edges. They talking about us. They don't want no like a pushover. They don't want no pushover. They don't want people that's gonna just accept everything. And these, and honestly, these be the feminist women that be strong about their views. But they talking about you. They don't realize that they talking about you, but they are. And I realized that from having a conversation with one of my own girls up here. She even said she was like, yeah. I want. She was describing the guy like, "Oh, I wish I want a dark skinned guy with this, with a beard, you know, career goals, not this, you, you know, similar to you, but dark skinned with a beard." I said, "What?" That was the funniest shit to me. I'm like, "Oh, so I got to aesthetically, I got to present a certain way." Like, what? That's a problem. That you sit here trying to build a nigga or build a man, like what? What you want don't may not look like that. And I had to accept, even God, we got to accept the fact that we're not going to get a stripper who's a virgin, who, who's so experienced in the bedroom, but still she got three degrees, a good, man, what? Bruh, you delusional. You, we, we on social media too much. You want this perfect person. Yeah, you want this perfect person. They ain't perfect, bruh. And I was like, everybody isn't perfect. Everybody has problems. At the end of the day, I, mean, I don't care what you say. Like, it's what you can deal with. This person, right? I say it all the time. You sit, get it right on right. You gotta figure out you what you're willing what you to deal with. with. Like, everybody got problems. Like, nobody's perfect. So, like, if you wanna sit here and complain about everything they do, then you don't need to be with that person. But it, it, but but if you sit here and y'all can get through. Those hard times. Get through the bullshit, basically. Then, then that's what it is. Right. Honestly, and, and, and I'm going to be a 100. Like, that's just like relationships. Look that's at any women. Relationship. That's any relationship. Women do that shit all the time. They figure out, oh, well, he <laughs> he might be out here. His eyes may be wandering, but he treat me good. I'm willing to deal with that. Yeah, so that but not even, not, not even those relationships. Like, friend relationships. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, platonic it's, relationships. It's, it's, it's yeah. like anything. It's like, shoot. I know my man's man. He be doing some dumb stuff, but it's like he. he oh, but he be. We got man, friends. So we got friends that be on that wild, but he my man. He though. my man. He, he good at heart. Like, 
he still come through for a brother. Like he still do the yeah. things that a friend should do. But like, um, I'm sometimes give, I'm like, gonna give him time. I'm gonna give him like, all right, bro. Like you know that was some wild stuff. Yeah. And we did. tell him too. Right. We tell all our friends because like, when I'm on some wild stuff, you tell him like, like wild. <laughs> I tell you, it was a while. But I try to see what you can build in your realistic perspective. It is weird. Cause, I mean, that's a part of identity, too. We, we don't, yeah, right. Like I said, it ties back to the OGs. was like, we, as peers, we check each other. We, if you don't got nobody that's willing to tell you, like, bro, you is tripping. You tripping, tripping. <laughs> Like, who you, what, you need to change your circle. Like, what you mean you need to change your circle? They, they, they let you do any and everything. Let you do any and everything. Like, we done got friends, but we sat, sat them down, but we riding with them like, my, my dude, you wilding right now. Like, you, you doing the most right now. And we personally, we know we, done, it was like, that's because we, we built a relationship. We actually care about the well-being of this person. So I don't know, man. It's, it's, that conversation of identity is, is definitely a real one. I feel like people take it lightly. That's a, that's a conversation that can be continued like ever and ever and ever. It's a continuous cycle. So it's never, it's going to be something new every day. Yeah. So that's, that's just something that's going to always be talking about. Something that's always going to be a topic to talk about. Yeah. And I, and I feel like but if we don't take control of our narrative, if we don't take control of how people are really like, now I would say perceiving, but they're painting us to be a certain way, we will be lost. The black male image and identity will be lost, and it will be a continuous attack on masculinity. And I feel like the only reason right right now it's like a, a, a tug of war between homosexuality and masculinity is because black heterosexual males feel as if they're not valued enough. And it's easier for homosexual males to advance than it is them. Because homosexual males to women and to, I guess, superior groups, quote unquote, aren't deemed as a threat. And we can sugarcoat it, dance around the topic. That is the reason why. It's like, Women don't have to filter themselves. They don't have to present themselves in a different way. They can really be who they are around their gay best friend or their gay friend, male friend. To a degree, until they go into like a um, business setting, then they're, okay. then they're, they're looked at definitely. What you I mean, feel like? Because like, I feel like talking to like a lot of women, um, especially black men, like they feel uh-huh. like in certain environments, uh-huh. they look at like a it's just different. Um, Ooh, black women? Yeah, it's like, like, say, say, like, you know, oh, have, most that, I agree. So, they don't so look that different. So, say, like, you have a, a, a white, white, um, just white, like this, and we'll something like, like that. Yeah. And, like, the black women feel like they got the, uh, they, like, some people feel like, because you may, like, have feelings or maybe, like, attracted to, like, certain features of a black woman. Of a black woman. So, like, oh, yeah. Like they get the job because of that. It's like an imposter syndrome. Like I'm not really here for the reasons I should be. So like that's those secretary jobs, like like the the front office jobs where they just sit out at at the the desk. I'm gonna be real with you. And the greeter. That's true to some. I I know certain women who've gotten jobs because they're pretty. That's pretty girl privilege. 
We can't. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying. I ain't hating on that. I'm like, bro, that's real. You look good. He got you because. You look good. But Take advantage of the opportunity. Like, they don't want to be projected as that. They want to get a job because of their credentials. Yeah, they qualify. They want to be qualified. So, don't need. Bruh, in an ideal world, in a perfect world, that would be true. But think about it. Sometimes we get shit just because we're black men in a predominantly white profession. That And we they need us to fill a void. To fill the diversity quota. And that is facts. Like facts. Like that is it. I know for a fact. Bruh, check check this. I've been working on women's projects for the last three years. I haven't worked with a black male since I've been in my graduate degree. Since I've been in this PhD program. All of my graduate assistantships research position has been with Women. 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 And it's weird when it comes to men on this level. Like, men don't interact that much. It's like, oh, I'm the king over here. You go over there. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, so as far as identity is concerned, like, bruh, what? Women, it's, it's, I've gotten all, a lot of the assistance dealing, from dealing with women. Can't lie. And I don't shy away from that. I appreciate that. I've been working with women in STEM. I've been working with women in psychology. And I've been fine with that. So I, I, I don't think like I discredit that. But I do realize like my privilege in being the only black male in certain situations. So when it comes to like pretty girl privilege or anything like that, I get it. I would love to be viewed for my credentials. And that's why I feel like we relate. Right. Like I, and, and, and that's the crazy part. We can't even communicate that because we always try to rank struggles. We try to, oh, I had it harder than you or we got it harder than you. Like, what? We both out here trying to work and be identified for the right reasons. Everybody want one over the next. Yeah, like, bro, I really, and I see it all the time. It's easier. And I'm going to put it to you this way. In my department, right, I was like the president of my student organization. And this is facts, right? My presidency, I got the most resistance ever. Anything I tried to establish, it was like, oh, why you want to do that? How you going to do that? You need to include this person, that person. Like, I had resistance with everything. I only had like two programs the whole year for various reasons, right? It was deemed as unsuccessful, unprofessional, da, 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 da. the approach was just so difficult. Da, da, da. The following year, the president, right? She basically stole my whole campaign. She stole the purpose of what I was trying to do. The layout had the same, she had the same amount of programs that I did. Same amount, same amount of like activity, everything. Oh, she did a great job. Oh my God, this was so successful. This was the direction that we needed to go in. And I'm sitting there like, wow, she really stole my trap. And later on, admitted to not, I'm not that creative, so you shouldn't be mad. What? This was a personal conversation. A lot of people don't even know about this. It was like, oh, 
I'm not that creative. And basically, that's admitting to me, like, yeah, I did steal yeah, your shit. But to the public eye, it was more accepting for a woman to do what I did than it was for me. So in my program, and my field, which my program is only a micro version of my profession, by the way. So I'm learning, like, okay, well, they may not want this coming from me. So sometimes, like, I got to be careful about how I fight oppression. Because in reality, that's oppression. And I feel like black heterosexual males deal with oppression differently than others in the black group, in the black community. But we can't say that. We're like, oh, are you crazy? Black women had to do this. Black. I'm like, we know. It's my sister, we know. We know you got to deal with this. I'm just telling you as a heterosexual black male who on the same level as you. That goes back to as being a black man. Not being the same level. Yeah. You're supposed to be strong. That's it. You're supposed to be able to deal with it. Strong, deal with it. Deal with it. And that's the crazy part I find about what, me and dealing with oppression in my space. is like, I'm not supposed to... How I deal with it is supposed to be different from how my female counterpart is supposed to deal with it. That's supposed to deal with this stuff. Strong on every single, every single thing I go through, I'm supposed to be strong. Whereas life, like... Yeah? And I feel like that is somewhat unfair. Because if you think about the sense of equality, it's like, oh, it shouldn't be a script or a set of principles that I gotta follow in order to deal with conflict and oppression, then you have to be. It shouldn't be. But oh, I'm a man, I'm supposed to do it this way, you're a woman, you're supposed to do it that way. But you fight for equality, like, come on, like, you, you can't do that. It's just how this is history, man. It's a cycle. The things that have been happening over the years, where it's like it be, certain things have been the norm of how it should, how you supposed to be received. Yeah. So like, there's no some things. There's no turning back, and the turning back phase is gonna take at least. 10, 20, 30 years or even a couple of generations before that a big change is going to happen. But I feel like in order for that to happen we got to have people, heterosexual black males to speak. But like I said it's going to take it's going to take some time because it's, it's a gener- it's gonna be a generation yeah. thing. But I feel like even if, if we speak out it's still going to be ripped apart. Right, so I'm saying it's gonna so, be ripped so, so apart. Gonna be like, oh, you're afraid be, of so, the strength of a black one. Like, bro, we applaud that. It's gonna be like our younger siblings. What you mean? I, I love seeing like a strong black woman. Like, our kids, like, and things like that. Those generations are gonna have to change their, their perspective, and it's gonna have to put them up to be us to teach them. Yeah, about, oh, we, about we gotta be what. Our OGs wasn't, or what the people before. Not, then it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a cycle. cycle. But I feel like to a degree we already broke this cycle. We have, but look at Jalen. Jalen is school now. Right. He saw you go. Oh, I can graduate from college. Oh, I can graduate from college. Move away from home. Mm-hmm. Get a job. Survive. So we don't. We doing it. Right. Like don't get it twisted. Oh, no, I mean we doing it. We doing it. it. But it's, we got it's, more it's, work to do. We got hell of more work to do. Cause my both, I'm the first generation college student. Both of my sisters in, in college now. One went to the school that I went to. Another one went to school down the street. So it's like, bro, what? I done my job. 
I'm going in there blindfold. I'm going in blindfold. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what to tell you, but look at my boo. When I, when I get out of these four years, I'll be able to tell you something. I can't tell you nothing else. Or when you, I get out when of these four years, years, you'll be able to see that it's right. possible to be done. Yeah. You'll be able to see the change. Bro, I didn't even think college was an option, man. I went to college. I told you it was tequila pills. She told me, bro, you need to look into HBCU. What's an HBCU? Man, when I tell you growing up, like, what? I did not know what an HBCU stood for. No, I didn't. If it weren't for her, I would have never yeah. been in Winston-Salem State. I wouldn't have applied. And I tell people all the time, I applied for Winston-Salem State on like a Thursday in high school. I remember it clear as day. I was in the guidance counselor office. I was almost like a R, not an RA, but a graduate uh, assistant. And I filled out my application. I submitted it on Thursday. By next week, I got my acceptance letter from Winston-Salem State. And mind you, that was the first acceptance letter I got. Ended up going. So it's like, I, bruh, I look at that as it's definitely helped and women have played a very critical role in my development. Even of self. That goes back to your attachment to your mother, but I don't want to get too with psychology on it, but keeping it at a basic, superficial level is like having those examples and, and really identifying, figuring out how what your identity is. It can be crazy. It, it can be difficult. And with all the stuff that's going on now with all these different classifications of sex and gender, it further confused, it further confuses Men who may not truly know themselves yet. And at this point, ain't nothing wrong if you like men. If you a man and like men, okay. That's fine. But I think from what I've experienced now, it's like I shouldn't walk into a space where it's only women. And you automatically assume, oh, you you must be gay. Like, when did that become a norm? Like, over the last years, like, people would assume, oh, you in this field, you doing this, oh, you, you gay. <laughs> like, what? I don't get it. If I'm not, like, baggy jeans, if I ain't Lil Uzi Vert, like, oh, well, I can't even say that. <laughs> can't even say that, because that, they question that. But if I'm not like a hard, I'm not, if I don't reflect a hardcore version of a stereotypical black man, it's like, oh, my sexuality is in question. Like, that's why. So we got to look at the effect of all this stuff when it comes to someone who may not know themselves, and really may not be gay. Because I don't talk to a lot of brothers who've been on some like, I ain't had no no man. My dad won't there. I ain't had no uncles around. I had sisters and aunts. I ain't like boys, but like, I mean, that's all I knew. I knew women. So when I go out to school, it's like I got picked on because I was feminine. But I ain't had no males around. And it's confusing when it comes in. If you got everybody telling you that, oh, you gay, you feminine, you soft. At some point, I don't care how strong a person you are, you're going to start believing that. 
You gonna break, and then you gonna find yourself in some very compromising position. Cause if they tell you you girl, you soft, you fibbity, you da, 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 at some point you're gonna be presented with an opportunity, or a, you're gonna be placed in a situation where you're gonna have an experience with a guy. I don't care how straight you are, you don't gotta try it before. Not even talking about you. I'm just saying, like in general, you you don't gotta try it before. If you ain't really sure of yourself, it's like, uh, it's a question. Like, am I supposed to like that? Am I supposed to let that slide? Is this normal? They tell me I'm like this. I don't really know. So, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you like, I, I'm going to figure it out. Then you do it. You don't like it. Cause I have clients like that. Like, That's what I'm saying. I ain't want to say clients. Yeah. I, I do. I talk to a lot of like counseling, the counseling therapy center. It's like, oh, well, I wasn't like this, but then I tried. Then you conflicted because you, it, it, I didn't like it. But oh, I must be gay now because I've been in this situation. You see what I'm saying? Like it, it places people who don't know themselves in a weird position. Weird position. And it's hard for like for me, I ain't even gonna lie. Like when, in some sessions when I was presented with that, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I don't I don't know what to say to you. Cause personally I ain't never did do that. I can't tell the man that oh well, yeah, you gay. I can't say no, you not. I truly don't know. It's what you tell me you are. That's what I have to go with. I can't bring my bias in the room. But then they ask you. They like, so. And then I had one client. He told me like, oh, well, when I was younger, he was an older guy. He made, he made me do this. He made me do that. But I ain't like it. But he was older. I was just like, that's crazy. It's hard for a man to tell you violated, bro. Hard. People say, oh, you born like that. Da, da, da. Yeah, that may be the case. It really may be the case. I don't know. I don't. But all the men that I've encountered through therapy and just generally speaking, talking to them, come from some type of trauma. And I feel like as a whole, men, when they see that, when it comes to their identity piece, they think, oh, in order to be gay, you've had some type of trauma. Now we got people who are presenting data that's like, oh, but that's not true. I was born like this. So for some, it's hard to believe. Uh, I think it's important in the next five, ten years, we will see the impact of it. We will see the impact of it. But I think it's important, too, like if, you, if you're a heterosexual male and you identify with a specific set of norms, it's not wrong for you to uphold those norms or those ideas. Because to you, that's what makes you a man. Someone else may believe it. You don't have to put those beliefs on other people, but hey, I, I this is how I identify and it's okay. I accept you for who you are and you don't have to view me and I'm not going to view you in a certain type of way. But yeah. We can talk about that shit all night. Oh, like all night. And it's still going to be a problem. I feel like it, it's crazy when I do talk about stuff. I feel like it's, it always be a situation or blow up in class with a discussion about gender and sexuality. Wow. 
Because I ain't gonna lie, honestly, I'm probably really the only straight dude in my class. Well, luckily, sure you makes it a little easier. I'm, and I, I, I kind of know for a fact, like, I'm really the only heterosexual guy, if not the only guy in my class. So when I go to class, I'm always speaking on behalf of heterosexual men. And it's crazy because I don't understand how me standing up for my identity is offensive to other people. Right. It ain't like I'm down on you. It's like, we don't do that. So, you mad at me because I'm sure about myself and I know my identity. Right. But you may not know yours, so it offends you that I know mine. And I'm going to tell you what's crazy, what really pisses people off. When you in a relationship and you're not doing your girl dirty, that pisses them off even more. Oh, so you are, but you can be a decent guy. Right. You do know how to treat women. What you mean? You are smart. What that supposed to mean? You are what you say you are. Oh, yeah. Like, just because you ain't never really experienced the scene that before, that don't mean it don't exist. Like, I ain't out here trying to cheat. Like, oh, I'm not, not to say I haven't done that. Like, I haven't been like a terrible person at one point in time. But, hey. In this present moment, I am who I say I am. Oh, it, that's, well, that's crazy. Next time you want that, say to pay attention to that. Pay attention to it. I done been in some, some practicum sites, internship sites where bribing sexualized, like women looking me up and down, looking at my print, looking at my chest and arms. Like, it's mad awkward. Like, mad awkward. But as a man, like, I'm supposed to. I'm, I, I'm supposed to like that. I ain't supposed to say that. But if I did them that way, oh, that's clear sexual harassment, bro. So we talk about gender norms and what's acceptable for men and women to do. I, I think that's loose. But it, it's, it's definitely going to be way more defined in the next couple of years. I'm going to see you this article I read um, last night about that, too. Yeah. It's been, I don't know. I, I, I can't say I wasn't. I'm open to it. I'm presenting on it on this Thursday, but it was different. It was basically telling you how gender roles benefit men. I looked at the sample, right? It was 76% uh, not African American. It was 76% Caucasian men. 0.7% African American men. In another study, it was 56% 56% Asian men. But you're going to just say men. It really won't. No black men in that study. You know that daggone white men very... Of course they... Of course, right? That's, that's been guaranteed. And that's why I say they equate white male privilege with black male privilege. And it is different. It's different. Totally different. Completely different. It's really almost non-existent. We can sit here and have the same Credentials, the same, same credentials, same experience, everything, you know, because that's white man, black man. And generally, we don't have that type of uh, connections as they do. We don't get the job. We don't get the job. We don't know the culture like that. But I mean, uh, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. But I tell you, boy, it, it's interesting when you really sit there and talk about it, and, and you will be debated down. To the team. You wrong. Statistics show this. The wage gap. The wage gap. Look at who graduated at a higher rate. Look at who getting these certain jobs over the last five to ten years. 
Look at who going to jail. Look at who don't have a degree, who ain't qualified. Members don't lie. But you can present members in a way that, that benefits you. And I definitely feel like statistics has been posted. You can make a number for it. about to we all took stats class. Like, come on. You can you can make anything look good. It's all about verbs. Anything look bad, right? All about verbs. But yeah, man, it's interesting. But we, but I feel like regardless of the amount of backlash you get, black heterosexual males should still push. And speak, use their voice. Cause if you don't, boy, they are gonna tell you your story and and tell you to accept it. Anytime you walk in the room, whatever picture they done painted, with articles they done read, and what the media tell them, they gonna put that on you. So tell your story and let that be what it is. Oh, pick. But yeah, that's really what it is. Talked about it.